David Webb. Truth is the authority. This is Sirius XM Patriot. Former Army Ranger, author of Leave No Man Behind, veteran advocate as well. Uh, Dr. Tony Brooks joins me now. Uh, Our service members, our civilians, our allies, the casualties of a suicide bombing, uh, two bombings, the death of 13 service members and not hundreds, but tens of Afghans. We don't even know the extent of who and to what extent uh, they were injured. We're not even hearing about the injured the information is just not there, Dr. Brooks. Uh, your reaction to this? Well, first of all, it's probably one of the worst uh, human rights disasters in my lifetime. You know, I served in Afghanistan, so seeing this happen live um, has been just an absolute nightmare. I mean, I, most of us aren't sleeping. Most of us aren't doing anything other than trying to get people out of Afghanistan right now. Yeah, and you know, to that point, not that it's about the numbers, but about effectiveness in this sense, Uh, there are veterans working together uh, all over this country and other areas around the world, Uh, those who have access to resources to help people get out, and everyone matters, every American life, every ally, Uh, what, you know, with that effort, uh, what does that say about the effectiveness or lack of from the Biden administration and from the State Department? Well, one time or more than one time went out and said there's no American left behind, no one stranded. You know, David, uh, in these times, a lot of us veterans know how to use dark humor and off, off the cuff humor to kind of summarize what what we're seeing from the Biden administration. And I saw a quote last night on, on our board in our operations center that said, why don't we just airdrop some Taco Bell? And I think that pretty much sums it up. They're, they're failing miserably. Uh, obviously, there's no Taco Bell. There's not going to be any Taco Bell. So that was our way of you know, saying it's time for us to do some work. Yeah. I mean, and bottom line is be effective, and that's not what we're seeing. You know, we're, we're hearing a lot about Kabul, and I want to get to the Taliban in a minute because I agree with you. They, they are ruthless. I, I find it uh, more than disingenuous to try and separate, uh, in this case, ISIS-K from the Taliban because they both exist there with a similar uh, ideology and hatred towards the big, the great Satan as they see us. But uh, outside of Kabul, outside of the ring and the now welded shut gates in part, uh, what does is, what is this look like for the people that are stuck in Afghanistan? You know, the Taliban has wide control of pretty much the entire country, other than some parts of the north. And it's not an easy way to get, there's not an easy way to get people out, but there are ways. And the United States government is not really playing a part in assisting anyone who's trying to make that happen. Um, It looks grim. Is there any possibility, you you know, you mentioned the north, the Panjar province, there are some air assets there, but can they help in any way even to extract to that area? And then if we were willing, we could go get them. 
you know, I, I don't know the exact answer to your question, but I will say this, that the Taliban are amassing to try to strike the north as we speak. And, you know, I'm seeing reports that they're gathering and, and moving that direction. So I don't know that they're going to have the ability to help with extractions at this point. Now, let's talk about the Taliban now. My guest, Dr. Tony Brooks, former Army Ranger who has served in Iraq and Afghanistan and uh, author of Leave No Man Behind. You know, the Taliban, this idea when I first heard it of a, a kinder, gentler, different Taliban, I, I, I just put my head in my, my hands. I, I couldn't believe that was being said. They've gotten smarter and better since 20 years ago. They now deploy social media even more effectively. They've now acquired better quality weapons, armor-piercing, and they may not be fully trained, but they now have air capability building. Uh, what What is the Taliban today versus 20 years ago from your point of view? I'd say it's a much stronger Taliban than before. I mean, I can just look at photos from, you know, five and 10 years ago of Taliban fighters and tell you that Americans have trained them simply by the way they're holding their weapons, the way they place their finger on the trigger. Well, these are all things that we train our top troops and those, you know, the, the Taliban, what they do is they fight to die, whereas Americans fight to live, fight for liberty fight for our way of life. So we need to keep that in mind that our enemy is fighting to die. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's a blunt statement, but it's true. Uh, it's the respect for life, and it's what you do with the win uh, that doesn't often get talked about. Uh, they've won. As you said, they have control, and now they're working to consolidate their power. Then, uh, as others have also said, you know, they'll. it makes sense that they would then go after the northern uh, part of the country, the last, maybe last remnants of the northern alliance or any opponents. Uh, once they do that, it, does history tell us anything about uh, what the Taliban will do next? You know, I, I think the Taliban will go back to exactly what they've been doing. And... Yes, they won. And we need to recognize that. And we need to get every dang American out of that country right now. We don't have time. It's not on our side. Are we not taking a lesson from others who are, I would say, at least more honest in their appraisal? And while I'm no fan of certain elements within Pakistan for their own activities, even Pakistan is just about completed or has completed their fence with Afghanistan. They've put more soldiers on the border, recognizing the brutality of the Taliban. And then, of course, to the north, you know, you have the other northern stands who are doing likewise to whatever extent they can. You know, compared to what we're doing, whether it's a physical border or otherwise, or vetting those that come over here, which I think is a huge opening for the Taliban to insert their members into that evacuation population, uh, how would you assess this? Well, I think it's very obvious to anyone who's ever served in any type of military unit that the first thing you have to have is a physical barrier. I mean, you know, we talk about walls and things like that all the time, but 
it's it's the number one thing you need. You, we don't we won't go anywhere without a wall. So we need some type of physical barrier. And yes, we do need a vetting process. We've got people that are going to sneak into our country, 100% without a shadow of a doubt, and we need to be ready. But what do we do when they get here? And I'll use this example. Thousands were brought in through Dulles International Airport, brought to the Dulles Expo Center, now put up in facilities that are being set up all around Northern Virginia and in some other areas. They're unvetted. Some are unvetted, some are vetted, but the population is mixed. Once they're here, do you see any scenario where the, this administration separates the unvetted and sends them back? And is there even a way to do that? Yeah, I mean, obviously there, there is a way to do it. It's going to take time. You've got to treat these people with respect. You've got to make sure that they're taken care of. Um, but let's be honest, what we're watching is the complete failure of, of a, a presidential administration of the federal government. And most of us have said, enough with you guys, we're going to do it ourselves. So we're, we're I, I mean, we're right now, we're bringing over people that are completely vetted. And, you know, we're doing our best. This will be a certainly a big challenge. I, I don't know, Dr. Brooks, have you uh, had any time to look at the story of the Marine colonel who resigned? Uh, he was very public about his statement on uh, the leadership and the failure to acknowledge the failure for accountability. Uh, if you have, what are your thoughts on Colonel Stuart Scheller? Uh, I look at him as it's about freaking time someone said something. I mean, as a veteran, I can speak my mind and say what I want. Uh, as someone in the military, you cannot. And the fact that he came out and risked his entire career and his, his future is, I would say, honorable because it's the truth. And the truth will always prevail. We certainly hope so, but I think we're going to have to fight our way to that uh, to that battle, even within our military. Uh, exit question on this: Where we've seen the leadership change, where we've seen the focus on uh, Black Lives Matter at the Air Force Academy, going to a training class. Uh, these various uh, woke, racial, systemic supposedly systemic issues uh, when, when it comes to military leadership this has now gone to the top lloyd austin mark milley and others uh what's your response or what's your uh what's your thoughts on this i mean if i could cue up some circus music i would just play that and we would listen to that for about two minutes and i think that would tell the story i think we have some of the worst military leadership of our I've ever seen. I mean, I am grateful to not be serving right now. And that's an awful thing to say, but I, I couldn't see myself serving under leadership this, this poor. Yeah. I, I'm getting texts even right now through the show from, you know, those in service, people who are privately communicating with me and, they're beside themselves, no matter where they are, in or out of the country or somewhere. They, 
you know, you look to the leadership and you ask the question, why am I here? And, and will I be allowed to do the job? Uh, Dr. Brooks, thank you. Thank you for your continued work. And by the way, for your veterans advocacy uh, to help our veterans. Uh, I think we're in for a, a very dark time in some ways uh, for some of our men and women who have served and some that are still in service. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And I think um, as a country, we need to band together and we need to reach out to our veterans and check in on them because, yes, we are headed for a very, very dark path if we don't get ahead of it. Former Army Ranger, author of Leave No Man Behind, veteran advocate, as I just mentioned, uh, Dr. Tony Brooks. Thank you. 866-95-PATRIOT, 957-2874. Tangential, yes, but important issue, of course. Next, Chris Kobach, new border policy that the Biden administration has not disclosed. He's the former Secretary of State of Kansas. Uh, This has now been brought to light that it could give illegal aliens even more freedom to come into the country and not be tracked or not deported. Former Secretary of the State of Kansas, Chris Kobach, next. 